Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajb.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Rock and roll, baby. We are getting after it. And a very happy Friday to you, my friends, as we get after the digital broadcast airwaves with you. TV Media, Bunker Studio, streaming it, Podbean, YouTube, TheRealNWAJB.com, and you know it. Coming at you via the podcast universe after we wrap this bad boy up, proliferating through those gates as well. And fired up for 90 minutes of live sports talk conversation with you all this morning. Of course, you get a thought in. If you want to holler via the Podbean, the phones are easy to use. Just make it constructive. And if you can, too, give yourself a uh, a name in the room. I'm still seeing some folks showing up. It's like Ibber Jabber 75,000 or like EWFD. Give me a name. That way we have an idea of who you are. You know, just up front with things. As we hang out for an hour and a half and make it happen for you live here on the program. Taking you up till right around 830. And of course, tomorrow. We've got some hoopage, indeed, don't we? Arkansas Razorback basketball hoopage. Hogs getting their licks in in Gainesville tomorrow. We'll go 3 o'clock on the tip for this game. Arkansas trying to get itself back here after some struggles of late. It has not been the easiest of roads to hoe. They have had their issues. And yet, if you find a way to get a dub tomorrow, you get yourself right back to one and two in the league with a chance to come home against a lackluster Texas A&M basketball team coming up on uh, on Tuesday night. Maybe get back to 500, turn this thing around quick. A um, couple of months of basketball. It's a lot of basketball, and that's what we're into right now. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe. Find us. It's unanimity, right? Uniform, the same. The real NWA, JB. And you know what? We're hanging out today, and we're doing it on what is a snow day, kind of. Flurries off on throughout the morning. There were thunderstorms last night. I don't know how many of y'all here in Northwest Arkansas were woken up by that, but it was popping for a few hours last night. You had the thunder and the lightning and a little bit of hail and sleet, a little bit of off on snow and rain this morning. It looks like it's more rain right now. Temps holding steady in the lower 40s, but it's dropping. And so, again, I'm no meteorologist, even though I frequently am deputized to play one on the radio. This is um, this is one of those things the school's kind of needed to call in advance. Puts you in a better spot if you can call in advance, and that way you're not getting caught up in potential you know, flash freezing and slick road conditions on the way home later today. I don't think that's what you want. I think you'll, you'll take your day today and you'll hunker down. So the big four, Fayetteville. Springdale, Rogers, Bentonville, all calling it last night and doing it early. I like the move. Was coaching my daughter's basketball team when that word broke 
at the Springdale Rec Center right around 6.30 last night. Not going to do it today. And why mess around? You, you got days to burn, and we're in the thick of it. And it's going to be a, a, a wintry weekend, to say the least. So we got today going on with the Big Four canceling, and most schools kind of in their vicinity is canceled as well. That we have done already. All right, we're on the same page about that. You have any doubts about anything today being open? I would err on the side of it's a no-go. It's not open today. And then we're going to stay colder for several days. I don't know if this is a bona fide Alberta clipper, but you know, up in the Dakotas and parts towards the North Pole, they like to call the really frigid drops in temperature Alberta clippers because they come down from like Alberta and Saskatchewan and all that stuff. This is, this is my life. These are the things I learned. Here we are down south. I know you call it an Alberta clipper. Maybe that's a Nebraska clipper. I mean, it's something. Maybe that's the, the Yankee Clipper. I don't know if it's Joe DiMaggio. Like, it's something. But it's going to be really cold come Sunday. We're talking like 12 degrees as a high temperature. And keeping an eye on these radars here, this is kind of exciting. Maybe not the excitement I get from sports. But you're looking at the radar and you're thinking, we're going to get a lot of snow this weekend. You know, maybe an inch or two today. Scattering the evening tomorrow. Sunday looks like an all-day affair. I'm looking at anywhere from you know two to five inches of snow, according to these different projections, Sunday afternoon into evening. And then it looks like Sunday night, another couple of inches on top of it. So I would say the chance to have another snow day on Monday is very possible, except Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, one of my favorite national holidays, one that has become, evolved into a concrete national holiday here over the last you know, 25, 30 years, and what an important day it is, talking about one of the most important, influential, and symbolic Americans of all time. So that's coming up on Monday. We'll take the morning to uh, spend a little downtime with the fam, get in the, uh, the last kind of off day for a while yet. I think we get, what, a President's Day, and then you five weeks after that, it's spring break. So it's St. Patrick's Day holiday, kind of like the official kickoff of spring break. But that's what you got going on there is... A lot of snow expected for Sunday, maybe into Monday. And so I'll ask you as the question of the day this morning early, just to get it out there, just to get our brains percolating a little bit. I know we've got some later risers on a day like today because you're not having to worry about hustling the kiddos to school or what may have you. Question of the day today. We'll get a little wintry with it. How many inches of snow for Northwest Arkansas this weekend? We'll count the weekend is starting today. Like right now is in play on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And because it's a holiday weekend and the snow's coming Sunday night into Monday, we'll put that in too. I'm not going to call it a four-day weekend. We won't go quite that far. Not a full-blown four-day weekend. But it's a weekend. And it's a holiday weekend. What snow are we getting? Four options up for you on the board. We'll go nothing. You've lived here a long time. You've seen too many... Uh, too many rumors. You've heard too many of them throughout the years about big time snow. You're like, nah, less than an inch. Okay. One or two inches. It's probably what I'll vote for. It's like every time the hype machine revs up on the snow around here, we get one or two inches, which I recognize is a lot for this area, considering our deficiencies and getting that stuff off the roadways in any kind of an efficient matter. Um, a lot of that has to do with funding more than anything. But Four options, less than an inch, one or two inches. Give me three to six inches of snow on the ground. That'd be pretty significant snowfall. 
or more than six inches. You're talking more than half a foot. And uh, who knows how much more than that. But we'll have a little fun with these snow predictions as we all get to play the weather guy or gal or whatever the case may be here on the uh, digital airwaves this morning. So that's up there. Twitter, Facebook, and the rest of it for you to weigh in on. Sports-wise, I mean, you have a big weekend. Anytime the NFL has got the postseason here, you got a lot of good games to choose from. And the first two rounds of the NFL playoffs, you just have the most games. So kind of like the NCAA tournament, where the first and the second rounds are the best rounds of the dance because you have so many more games and upsets and all the rest of that. This is the best playoff action you're going to get in the first two rounds. Six games this weekend, right? And uh, you'll take the winners of these six and you'll add them into the mix with your two bye teams, right? Baltimore and San Francisco. And so next week you'll have four games, but they're divisional round games and they're all good games. So you go six games, four games. Conference Championship Sunday is pretty fun too with back-to-back title tilts. And then, of course, the bye week and then the Super Bowl, which at this point feels like it comes right up against uh, you know March Madness because it does. But interesting games. We talked yesterday about what the juiciest are. I, I think you make an argument they're all relatively juicy on paper. Usually, you know, half of the games aren't even competitive. It's just the way it goes. And so you're trying to make your best bets about what to watch. Browns, Texans, and Dolphins, Chief, a pretty, uh, Chiefs, a pretty good start to this thing tomorrow. Um, you could argue both of those games either way. And uh, I'm sure the Vegas heads would love everyone to, to, to pick them either way. But those are the first two. And Sunday you get a triple header. Packers, again, getting all kinds of attention around here. And then come Monday night, we get one more, baby. Eagles and Bucks doing it for you before they hit the road and call it good. And could that be the last game of the Nick Sirianni era in Philadelphia? It might be. But Eagles, Bucks, Monday night. Fired up for all of them. Favorites usually don't hold serve in all of the games. That's not how it usually goes. So I don't know how it's going to go. We'll have to find out as we work our way through it. But looking forward to watching a ton of football this weekend as we make our way through the snow and the wintry conditions and hunkering down and, I don't know, making a, a mean meat and potato soup or maybe some chicken fajitas, something tasty. Chili, stew, there's all kinds of things that would hit the spot this weekend. Basically, I'm, uh, you know, I'm into food. So let's, let's make some happen. Uh, basketball in Razorback land. Yeah, we touched on it out the gates. We'll do some more of it when we come back. It, it's starting to get late kind of fast. I don't agree with that. And there's no way of skipping the process. You know, we talk about that a lot on this show. I have a lot of folks, you know, who, who want to, obviously, sports broadcasting, a very cool business to, to be in. So you have a lot of folks who will um, tell you they want to be in it, they want to do in it, how'd you do what you did. I've been doing this thing for 30 years, man. There's no other way around it. You just, any profession that you want to throw yourself into, you got to go 100% all in and you do it every day for as long as you possibly can. I don't know any other way to do it or to teach it. I don't think Eric Musselman knows any other way to coach a basketball team. There's no way to kind of shortcut this team gelling. There's no way to shortcut the growing. And the, and the process, right? Trust the process. That's a lot of what this is. You need to be able to trust the process. You have to be able to grow as a team and learn about each other's weaknesses and strengths to get to where you want to get to. And there's no shortcutting it. You can't speed it up. You can't just will it to happen. Sports is hard, man. Basketball is really hard. 
watching my daughter's team running up and down the floor yesterday. They're gassed. You know why? They're all like, <gasps> like a minute in, hands on their knees. You know why? I told them this last night. Basketball is hard. Basketball is really hard to be that athletic to race up and down the floor in both offense and defense and to do it for, you know, an hour or two. That's certainly great exercise. Hey, I'm not a lot of things, my friends, but I'm thin. And one of those reasons why is because, you know, I've played a ton of basketball in my life. That is a heck of a difficult sport. You don't have to be great at it to get good exercise out of it either. Back to the hogs. You need to be decent at it and kind of like each other to go anywhere. I'm not sure this is an NCAA tournament team right now, let alone, you know, a, a final four threat. Like some of us, me, uh, thought before the year they could pay. It just doesn't feel like it right now. Not even close. Now, the last couple of years hadn't felt like it either. Eric Musselman has had his issues trying to get this team to gel, trying to bring it along to a point where you felt like they were a threat at the end of the year to make some noise. But again, one of the themes of the day, there is no backdoor in there. There's no shortcut. And it is possible as well, very much so, that Eric Musselman is miscalculated on his personnel and doesn't have the right mix of players this year to make the kind of noise that we've watched him make in the dance the last couple of years. But it's early-ish. Getting later, fast. Hogs 0-2. In the SEC, and um, not like they haven't been there before, but not where you want to be either, is it now? Arkansas and Florida, 3 o'clock Central. So 4 o'clock East Coast, 3 o'clock Central tomorrow afternoon. It's a really important game. When you're struggling like this and you're trying to make it to the NCAA tournament, they're all important pretty quick, and that's where we're at right now. 3 o'clock tip. Edgar Thompson, one of my favorite guests, going to join us live on the show here coming up in 20 minutes. We'll talk with my man E.T., get a feel out of him for the Florida Gators, who are playing some good basketball right now and look like they continue to improve. So E.T. in 20. We'll hear from TV Tyler as well this morning. Pick the NFL games. Of course, you want to get a call in. Love to hear from you as well. As we hunker down, it's a snow day Friday, but we're full steam ahead, man. No stopping this thing here. Team B Media, Bunker Studio, working on six months into this new production of ours and having a blast with it. And you all are the biggest reason why. What an awesome, positive group you are. Even when the times are tough, even when the times are tough. Quick timeout. We'll come right back. The Real and WAJB on your digital radio on Team B Media. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, course cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. 
need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49 online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. start to the morning hope you're doing well as we barrel into the day it is cold out there my friends thunderstorms on the overnight was real weird got a lot of trees in the neighborhood that are kind of down if you're getting a little bit of the glitchy glitchy the, the cox users i'm told this morning are, are probably going to have some troubles on the listen back you know you just got to deal with it the best you can you got to be a grown-up i know it's not easy but if you're listening to us right now i mean you, you were able to make it work uh, 75,000 of y'all in our first five months have made this thing happen. That's pretty incredible. Uh, you know, it's not a million a day. That's not. But reaching out, continue to connect with the growing audience here in Northwest Arkansas, that's an ongoing thing. So we'll take it from six months to seven to eight, a year, two years, five years, 10 years. Heck, I've been doing the sports talk thing with y'all in Arkansas now for the better part of 17 years. You know what? That's a lifetime commitment, talking sports with y'all. So good to have you on board today. If you're just tuning into the show, what the heck are you doing? You sleeping in again? What are you doing here? Let's get after it. We got a lot going on from the weather to the football to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Hogs getting themselves set for an opportunity to play some basketball. And they're going to do it on the road in Gainesville this weekend. What do you think about this? Not been a great place for them to play. Obviously, have managed to get themselves a dub here, finally. In the, uh, in the league, in Gainesville, in, in a straight-up matchup, you've had some success against them in Fayetteville throughout the years, but very rarely in Gainesville. 
And Edgar Thompson going to join us coming up here in, what, 15 minutes from the Orlando Sentinel, longtime great friend of the show. And we'll get E.T. to talk a little bit about what Florida is working with this year and what the challenge is in front of the Razorbacks as they try to get their record to 1-2 in the SEC. It has been a sluggish start. We know that. But it's go time for Arkansas against Florida tomorrow coming up. And we'll make this thing happen at 3 o'clock. So 3 o'clock on the get-go for this contest. And man, a lot to be uh, determined right now about Arkansas starting lineup, what kind of personnel they're working with. Man, it seems like Muss has not been able to fully discern what his best group is. Not yet, for whatever reason. And I think that continues to set you back a little bit. I think the tinkering with the lineup has been good, but you do reach a point here pretty soon where you've got to be able to say, this is this is my crew. This is the group I'm rolling with. And uh, it just feels like, uh, for whatever reason, that has not coalesced the way he was hoping it would. Um, it's go time. Got to make shots. Three for 21 from three last time out. That's bad. That's real bad. 3 p.m. tomorrow. ESPN nationally televised. I'll have your exclusive People's Post Game Show 10 minutes after the game wraps up. You think that's ruffled a few feathers? Seeing several people trying to launch their own post game show and digital things here of late. Man, it's okay to be the be the next one through the door. Just, you know, some respect. Good luck to you, everybody out there trying to do that stuff. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Selling advertising. Let me tell you, it's tough. It's tough. People think, oh, I got to talk about sports and, and be an advertiser and be a marketer. Uh, football season. Hogs getting their guys in place. Tom Murphy with a nice piece today. Talking about KJ Jackson, the upcoming quarterback who will get the chance to step into the fray here, you would think, in the next couple of years. Right now, it's Criswell, Taylor Green, and let's not forget about Malachi Singleton as the competition continues at the quarterback position for Arkansas. Dead period starts tonight. College football news out of yesterday. Dan Lanning is staying put at Oregon. He says, no. The former Georgia offensive coach, who was one of those names in the wind that people were hollering at. You heard some clamoring. He's the next guy at Alabama. The buyout was so large. It's just $22 million. That's a lot of money. And he's got a good thing going at Oregon. And if you have a good thing going, I know I say this all the time, but if you have a good thing going, wh- why would you give it up? Why would you give it up to go somewhere else? It just doesn't make sense. Would you give up Northwest Arkansas for Tuscaloosa? I mean, seriously, right? So Dan Lanning staying put, Mike Norville staying put. Those guys will not be that next head coach at Alabama. It sounds like they're going to promote from within. Good luck with that. Usually it's easier to be the guy after the guy in life. A teacher of mine taught me that a long time ago. You want the job. It's it's fun to be the guy, but you almost want to be the guy after the guy because the first guy is just crushed by colossal expectations. Like all of a sudden you got to be better than Nick Saban and Bear Bryant. That doesn't even sound like a realistic thing. Sounds impossible. That's what that sounds like. All right. So we got uh, a lot of hoopage. A lot of football early. Gals played tough yesterday, but lose to Mississippi State by three. It's just not very entertaining right now. The Razorback women's basketball team, I know it's taboo. 
talk critically about any female sports, equal treatment except when it comes to the criticism. I understand. And girls are different than guys. Heck, I coach girls basketball. I know it's different. You know, you, you, you can't scream and holler. You got to be different. That's good for me. Teaches you to, to work on some different skills, especially when your team is not playing great basketball or whatever the sport may be. Um, they're just not exciting. I, I don't hear people talk about Razorback women's basketball. When I go to the games, I go to a couple of years, there aren't people there. I don't think the coach is very popular. I don't think they play a style that is popular. It just seems like seven, eight years. What are we into the Mike Neighbors era? No tournament wins in like a decade. It's time to try something different. You know what I get back when I say that? Eh, maybe time to try something different. I'm not saying right now. I mean, let this season play out. Who cares at a certain point? It is what it is. You need to buy out women's basketball coaches. It's not what I'm saying. But, I mean, if you do want to turn it into something, kind of like LSU did or South Carolina did or Mississippi, so, so many other SEC schools have done with women's basketball. Tennessee, really the groundbreaker with Pat Summit. If you want to get something close to that, you got to try harder. You just got to try harder. And you need to have a more exciting style of basketball. A lot of good high school basketball last night around the region. I'm looking for some other nuggets and notes to pass along to you. How about the men's basketball slate? For tomorrow, we've got Tennessee at Georgia at 11 a.m., Vanderbilt at Ole Miss at noon, Kentucky at A&M at 1, and South Carolina at Missouri at 2.30, LSU at Auburn at 5, and Alabama at Mississippi State at 7.30. So that's what you got going on there. Arkansas at Florida, 3 o'clock ESPN. Augs 0-2, so is Florida. Somebody is coming out of this game a desperate 0-3 after it wraps up. NFL, Bill Belichick, I guess he's not done. I mean, what I'm hearing is I guess he's not done. Bill Belichick still wants to coach. You got a lot of options out there. Coaching openings left and right. It was just time for it to be over in New England. 24 years later, he's 72. See, I believe Nick Saban when he tells you the reasons why he's done. I believe him. It makes sense. Um, For some reason, I don't quite believe it when I hear it the other way around. I don't know. It's, uh, It's different. It makes it feel to me in so many different ways like it's like it's an operation that needs to be, you know, mixed in and made something different. And so I'm impressed. I think there's a lot of stuff that you like and a lot of things that you can feel like generally maybe you don't like about the way these coaches are hanging them up. But Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, uh, Bill Belichick, three of the greats in the history of the game. And here they are and making it happen for themselves in retirement, except for Bill, who might come back and all of a sudden be the Eagles or the Falcons coach next week, by all accounts. NFL, here's your schedule on the weekend to be. The weekend coming up, Cleveland and Houston, 3.30 NBC tomorrow. And then it's Miami and Kansas City at 7 o'clock on the Peacock Network. Triple header of games starting with Steelers and Bills, followed by Packers and Cowboys. And then the nightcap, as you wrap it up, uh, Lions home for the Rams. Thank you. Lions and Rams. Monday night, Eagles and Bucks, baby. Eagles and Bucks. Wow. Wow. Um, and that's what we're working with. And that's what we got going on there. 
It is 736. Edgar Thompson, E.T., the man, the myth, and the legend himself, joins us for some conversation right after this. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas, North Central Arkansas, and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. look a little treacherous doesn't it so you got to be careful out there is what you need to do here in northwest arkansas when's the last time you saw snow in florida man well florida yeah i think i think gainesville the last time it snowed here was 1989 wow how about i wasn't here you weren't there okay how about uh how about we talk a little hoops here and then we'll get to the coaches uh two struggling teams getting together in gainesville tomorrow arkansas has been not very good over the last five, six weeks. Six and six as we were talking off the air in its last 12 games. And Eric Musselman trying to come up with some answers right now. Doesn't seem to have a lot of them. Gators have also had some issues. They're 0-2 in the SEC too, Edgar. Yeah, they seem like they had a pretty good team. 
close losses. Virginia, they could have won. Baylor, probably couldn't have won. They played pretty well, 95-91. Kind of blew a game against Wake Forest. And then they got Kentucky right where they want them and lose 87-85. That was a heartbreaker. Well, then they got an old mess totally no-show, just got run off the court. So I don't know what to make of this team, honestly. It seemed like it had a had some real potential, and now it's 10-5, and 2-2 in, in the SEC. It sounds like an opportunity here. Well, how do you how do you explain Florida? You know, w- with the game against Kentucky, they look like they got as much talent as anyone in the league, and then at other times, kind of playing down a little bit. Tell me about the coaching situation there. How's the coach done this year? Well, you know, there's a lot of there was a lot of optimism, and maybe still is. Still, it's still in fairness early. You have 16 more SEC games, but. A lot of people were feeling this team was fringe top 25 going into Kentucky. You got, you're winning by eight at halftime, playing quite well, missing some free throws, and putting up by more. And then late in the game, just offense dried up and Kentucky had all its free throws. You lose by two. Right? They have talent. The big mystery right now, JB, is Riley Kugel, first-team All-SEC preseason, considered going to the NBA after his freshman year, even though he probably wasn't ready. Orlando kid has just gone in the tank. He's He was coming off the bench as sixth man to open the SEC. was very good against Kentucky to open his first half. Really didn't do much in the second. And then at all miss, played three minutes, didn't score. So we don't know what's going on with him. But if your best, presumably your best player is not even scoring, it's kind of hard to win on the road against a well coached team. I mean, you would have put Kugel on that last year. He's obviously their most high profile player. Walter Clayton, the transfer from Iona, is the player I like the most. He, he to me, popped during their like preseason scrimmage. You could just see athleticism, toughness. He played for Patino for two years. He's a former high school football player. He was a teammate of Javon Dexter, the former Gators defensive tackle. He went in the second round to the Bears and was recruited as a DB. I like him a lot. Uh, Zion Pullen is a UC Riverside transfer point guard, tough-minded kid too. Pretty nice backcourt right there with two transfers. And, you know, they have guys that really show tremendous potential and have played well. I mean, Tyree Samuel, a transfer from Seton Hall, six double-doubles coming to the SEC, hasn't been good in either game. I had a feeling he might struggle against better competition personally, offensively, but he had two rebounds in 20-some minutes the other night, so that's not going to cut it. And then Micah had locked in 7-1 kid from Marshall. Really looked like he was poised for a big season, did have an ankle injury early, and uh, but he, he was 
just didn't do anything the other night. So it's hard to really pinpoint, but Clayton and Poland, I think, have been pretty dependable and give you a really hard-nosed good backcourt right there. SEC basketball, from what you've seen so far, Edgar Thompson, OS Gators on the tweets, Real NWHAB, 90 minutes coming at you live as we fight through Snowmageddon, or whatever you want to call it, start of it, 2024. You think the league's a little down this year? Because when I look at some of the other conferences and the early season tournaments, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like the top of this league maybe is as high end this year. What do you think? Well, it's probably a fair I haven't dug into it quite as much. It's just football chaos here, man. And probably everywhere. But Willie Napier's 10 original assistant coaches, four, six of them are gone now. So, you know, they just, they just revamped the whole strength problem. So I'm dealing with, you know, football problem in, in flops. And a recruiting class that went from rank number three to 16th in a transfer portal situation where I don't know that they're really improving the roster uh, noticeably. So it's mainly a football thrust right now still. And football just sucks all the auctions out of the room. So in terms of assessing the overall SEC, I mean, you know, Tennessee was supposed to be really good and just got whipped one day, didn't it? So... Kentucky look, looks good, but it's not the Kentucky of 2015. Yeah, no. So I, I don't know. Auburn, Arkansas definitely seems to be down. I thought there was high hopes for it. Yeah, I don't just, know. I, did, I don't know. I mean, just Musselman seems like a very good coach. And we hear that they've gone split 12 games and now into in the SEC. I actually was surprised. I was going to go over and talk to Todd today. Twelve thirty, Todd Goldman, and get the release, and then see what Arkansas was about. <laughs> Not a bad idea, right? Uh, what is Golden like to be around? Oh, he's the best. Billy Napier could take some lessons on how to deal with the media from him. <laughs> what well, he's just I mean, a he's just an engaging guy. guy, you know, sense of humor, enjoys it. I like it. Opposite. Billy Napier is the opposite on all three fronts. Has Napier landed himself on the hot seat now officially or what? I mean, if you talk to Scott Strickland, probably no. But if you look at an 11-14 record after two seasons in the best college football league, I I would say that kind of adds up to being on the hot seat. Yeah. But when you have a 31 million point six buyout and then next year – 25 something right dropping a 19 i mean that 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 tends to kind of it gives you some staying power potentially well look we'll see gonna be an important year for him gonna be an important year for sam Pittman. how about a thought out of you one of the guys who knows the sport so well just uh about the the coaches right nick saban Pete carroll bill belichick even edgar i mean three legendary coaches stepping aside calling it a day at least we think Maybe not Belichick, but stepping aside and calling it a day in the span of 24 hours. I don't know. Before we wrap it up here in the next minute or two, make some sense of that for me. Give me some perspective. It's that whole everything comes in threes. I I saw a really funny tweet. Pete Carroll is, you know, 
in the Seahawks part ways or reassign him or whatever it is. And I mean, it's a firing, but by sunset, you forgot it even happened because Nick Saban's decision. Look, you're talking about a guy who dominated college football, unlike any one of the modern era. He adjusted, right? I mean, he had ground and pound. He won three national titles, LSU and two at Alabama, with a very hard-nosed defense and run game kind of approach. And then he goes up-tempo with Lane Kiffin, and suddenly, I mean, 2020 was his as explosive a throwing team as you're going to see, you know, to, uh, you had him, I, he, he just adapted and maybe he didn't want to adapt anymore. The NIL is, is really frustrated. A lot of guys just being extorted essentially during the off season by your top players in some cases and paying high school kids, you know, huge signing bonuses. Do you think he was really digging that? I mean, old school Nick Saban? <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't. And then the transfer portals is created like year-to-year free agency, given the, the given the rules that, they're, that are in place, at least right now, that there's no penalty. So it's like no contracts and year-to-year free agency. And it's just, it's a mess. I don't think any coach is enjoying it, but not many get to go out on their own terms like Nick Saban. And he had a he had a really suspect team in September that ended up in the playoffs. So he did a heck of a coaching job in his final year, whether he won it all or not. I mean, he won it six other times at Bama and another at LSU. People are like, well, he didn't win, you know, go out on top. I mean, he went out in the playoffs and they almost beat the national champion. Yeah. So it was pretty close to the top and it's it's hard to argue with the results. Edgar, you're a rock star. I love talking with you. Thanks for being there with us today. Looking forward to this game tomorrow. Three o'clock, important game both ways. Arkansas and Florida at 0-2 to start the year in SEC hoops. You're my man. We'll get this up on the podcast. Have a great weekend, okay? Thanks, buddy. Edgar Thompson ripping it up. And good to have him in the mix here on the show today as we continue. And look, I mean, this has been a uh, a good morning of conversation about Arkansas and of course it's opposition here in this game as we get ready for it and it's Florida coming up around the corner uh, some folks having the technical difficulties this morning I, I don't know could maybe Podbean Cox who knows I'll tell you what the show went on anyway and we'll get this bad boy posted up for y'all in just a little bit here too as we continue the conversation it's the real NWAJB and our question of the day this morning having some fun with the weather and making it happen for y'all, the people, as we continue to do it. How much snow will we get this weekend? How much snow are we going to get? Less than an inch, one or two inches, three to six inches, or more than six inches. And it's pretty even split so far. You get the folks who've lived around here for a while who know the deal. Less than an inch getting 27% of the vote. The first couple hundred votes are in. One or two inches, 30%. Three to six inches, 31%. And more than six inches, 12% of the vote. And that's what we have going on on our QOD. Hope you're being smart about your moves. No school around the region today, but obviously still 
the ability to, um, you know, to get out and about as long as the roadways are good to go. Right now we got some snow coming out kind of steady here in Fayetteville. If you're listening live in the morning, if you're listening back later, those roadways very possibly still slick wherever the heck you are at. So be smart out there, okay? We'll take a break. Come back. It's the real NWAJB on a snowy Friday. Coming right back.